I'm walking back and forth in my house, walking a mile using my lap, my walk pedometer, and I thought I'd say a little bit about what I noticed in the Nebraska football screen game yesterday. And, you know, I don't watch the entire game. I'm messing around on my phone with different apps, bowling games, Facebook, checking social media, all of that. You know, there's some people who can watch every detail of a game. And then there's me, you know, sometimes I have my eyes glued to the game, but a lot of times I have to be social media in it up because I am ADHD. But what I noticed is Scott Frost has a lot of athletes that he will be able to use in games this coming year in Lincoln. Not all of the athletes played yesterday. There's some guys that had viruses like Spielman and uh, I forget who else, but what I noticed is there's lots of athletes there. And I think, you know, they're all going to be on the same team come this fall. I mean, they are on the same team, but they, it won't be a red versus white scrimmage every day this fall. They'll all be able to be on the same team. And so I think one of the keys for Nebraska is just unleashing all of those athletes on other teams. The McQuitty guy at wide receiver is electric. I mean, he could be a stud receiver this fall. You've got to get him the pigskin. Same thing with Wilbon, Greg Bell. You've got tons of quarterbacks at your disposal. I mean, they were talking about even maybe Joe Burrow transferring. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. He does have some Nebraska connections because his dad is coaching with former Nebraska coach Frank Solich at Ohio, and his brothers, I believe, played at, or his half-brothers, I don't think they're actually his biological brothers, but his half-brothers played at Nebraska, I think in the 90s with Frost, but I'm not sure. But anyways, Nebraska just needs to utilize those athletes. You know, McQuitty can be a game-breaker, like I said. He's athletic. Whether you have Jebbia or Bunch or Vedral or Martinez, quarterback in the Huskers, or maybe it's Joe Burrow. You know, I think there are multiple guys that can play. One of the points they made is they have to focus on just one guy at quarterback. But, and that might be true, but I think you've got a lot of depth. I mean, Jebbia did well. Andrew Bunch has really good command of the offense. I mean, he's not maybe as flashy as like a, as a, top NFL guy, but he looks like a really smart and cerebral guy that will do the right things. And then, you know, you have Vedro, who his advantage is he played in the Central Florida system. I think he played in eight games last year. He was probably the uh, Mackenzie Milton guy's backup. I don't really know. I just know he was with Scott Frost. So he has a better grip on the system that Scott Frost wants to run than anyone else does. And so, I think, you know, any number of guys could play quarterback. And let me tell you, the gentleman they've got coaching them is a guy named, besides Scott Frost and Troy Walters, there's a guy named, it's either Mario or Mario Verdusco? Verdusco? I think I'm saying that, or Verdusco. Something like that. But he is 
very witty, very, very good to, to listen to as an interview. I mean, he's got a personality that you, you want to click on his YouTube videos featuring him and listen to him because you know he's going to say something profound and awesome. And what I would say is, you know, I mean, some people, I don't know, Tom Osborne was on the broadcast yesterday, and he said, you know, what happened in Central, at Central Florida and Orlando was a miracle. He doesn't know that that will happen in Nebraska. And I mean, I get that from the standpoint that the Big Ten is a huge step up. I do like Nebraska's division that they're in because I think the main competition is going to be Wisconsin. I mean, you have Northwestern, who's sneaky good at times. They usually start out not that great, but then they win like a ton of games in a row. And Pat Fitzgerald's a good coach. And then you have P.J. Fleck, who, I don't know, I thought he'd do better in his first year, too. So maybe, maybe P.J. Fleck is an example of why I shouldn't put too high a standards on Scott Frost. But I do think that Scott Frost has a lot more talent at Nebraska than P.J. Fleck had at Minnesota. But, you know, a couple of years ago at Western Michigan, it was the, all the warm and fuzzies for P.J. Fleck. I mean, everything he did about except in the bowl game was just magic. And I feel like that's how it was for Scott Frost at Central Florida. I love that the entire staff came with Scott Frost because, you know, that way it's only a new system to the players. All of the gentlemen that are on Scott Frost's staff have run that offense a lot, you know, at Central Florida or that defense a lot. You know, Schenander, the defensive coordinator, was at Central Florida to every single person on that staff. So there's not... That adjustment time, like, okay, we've got to go through this in an offense or defense strategy room for 20 straight days before we get the players accustomed to it. It's like, okay, you guys know what we did. Let's go pounce. Let's go do this. Let's go to town and let's get it done. You know, one of the other things that really struck out to me is how the alumni love Scott Frost. Bill Moose and Matt Davison and everybody involved in that hired hit an absolute grand slam home run. You had Tony Valand come back. You had Terrell Farley. You had Damon Benning doing Damon Benning, excuse me, doing excellent sideline reporting, and it was just a really good vibe that I got about Nebraska football. You know, I don't know. I am probably dumb. And delusional to think that with the schedule next year, they could go undefeated. They probably won't. I hope they do. Like, there's that little part of me that thinks it could be magical and just really, really um, snowball in a good way. But then again, you know, going to Michigan where Jim Harbaugh coaches. Although, the thing about going to Michigan, Scott Frost did that his first year. His Central Florida team got beat, but he knows what kind of environment that the, the Huskers will be facing going into the big house. And I think he has more talent at Nebraska than he did at Central Florida. So that's kind of an X factor. Wisconsin is a really good team. 
You know, they're historically, year in and year out, every single season, they do well. So it's going to be hard to win there. And at Ohio State, it'll be hard to win. But you see what Indiana did to Ohio State in the first half last year. I thought the first half of the opening game with Bloomington, IU had the mojo, had the gusto, had the moxie, and was flummoxing Ohio State. But then they unleashed that J.K. Dobbins. I think that's his name, J.K. Dobbins, the running back, and he just runs roughshod. That's the one thing I think IU could have used last year, among other things. But one thing was a running back. Because it seemed like every time they passed it, there was some success there. But then when they tried to run the pigskin, it looked dilapidated and convoluted and discombobulated. Discombobulated. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how he does. I feel like the coaches are working hard. I think the guys are buying in. You know, they'll get some injured guys back in the fall. But I think it was overall a pretty good spring game. I think, you know, nothing in a spring game ever goes flawlessly. Like, I don't think any coach walks out of a spring game and just says, dude, we're already in postseason mode and this is going to be rocking and rolling. But I think what they do a spring game for is to see the flaws that you might have and to kind of get those worked out. So that's my little Clint podcast. It's probably all over the place, but I thought I'd put it up while I'm walking my house on my pedometer.